that finish line is just such an amazing experience. Uh, and it really, you know, I see the finish line, but really it's the last couple of miles, you know, you come down off the Queen K and it's just, there's people everywhere and the excitement and the anticipation of knowing, you know, you're almost done. You're going to see whoever's there for you. You're going to see them. And it's uh, just, it was overwhelming. And that was Megan Pennington, and this is episode number 42 of the J-Mac Tries podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show dedicated to bringing you conversations of motivation and positivity with badass triathletes. As always, I'm your host, Jason, aka JMac, and today I'm excited to bring you a local triathlete friend of mine, Megan Pennington. So Megan had a rough 2017 where she was dealing with an injury and she came back in the 2018 and just crushed it. Uh, which led to her qualifying for Kona, where she set a PR, and uh, she was just ecstatic. So I was really excited to have Megan on my show. This girl just exemplifies positivity and motivation. She's a mom. She's a wife. She's a triathlon coach. She works with um, uh, adults and youth triathletes. And she's also racing for Wadi Inc. for the past couple of years. So she's representing them pretty darn well. So exciting conversation with Megan. Go follow her on Instagram. She's at Meg J. Penn. That's two N's. And uh, she's always smiling and always looking at the positive things of life. So really happy to have Megan on my show. Before I get into my conversation with Megan, just a quick shout out to Team Triumph that I'm racing with this year. Go check out thetriumphproject.org, where Jeff Fairbanks has some pretty badass kits that he's designing by hand and a lot of good merch on the on the website. So go support Jeff and his endeavor. And he also has his uh, documentary coming out in a couple weeks where he did his 21 half Ironmans across 21 states in 21 days. So go check that out. All right, that's what I have for you right now. Without further ado... My conversation with Megan Pennington. Hey, Meg. Hey, Jason. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's my pleasure. I, uh, it's rare I get to talk to somebody that I know on my show. <laughs> I know. This is so nice. Just have a little chat. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's funny because I do them all over the phone based on the, on the anchor service that I use. So it'd be fun to do it in, per, in person, but you have a, a sick child at home, so this works out perfect. Yes, yeah, it makes it easy. That's for sure. <laughs> Chatting before, and you got all your... So so you got training done early and you're taking care of your son and everything else going on in your life. Yeah, I know. It's always uh, lots of things in motion, usually. (laughs) And now add coaching to the mix? Yeah, very exciting. This year, um, I got my USAT Level 1 certification. um, And I'm working with a youth triathlon team. But then I also coach. I have several adults I've coached as well, which has been really fun. And I've noticed a lot of your, um, the posts that I've seen on social, it's, 
you've been doing a lot of one-on-one swimming with the adults. Yes, I have to say that I, I do, but the swimming, uh, I think it hit close to home because I really came into the sport of triathlon with very little swimming knowledge. Uh, I was comfortable in the water, but I didn't really know strokes uh, very well. And it's something that I grew to love. And I think um, I can really relate to a lot of adult triathletes um, because the majority tend to get in. I mean, maybe not majority, but there's quite a few that don't really have that swimming background. So I love working with them. I do swim lessons and then I do swim analysis too, where I get some underwater footage to really see what's going on and make some changes. That's so cool. Yeah. I, um, I'm, I come from a swimming background, so I often forget that a lot of people are not super comfortable in the water. Yeah. And, uh, and I've always said, you know, um, our daughter's 12 and I said, I don't care if she's a good swimmer. I just want her to be comfortable in the water. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel that's step one. And I've noticed you've done a lot of open water swimming with your athletes as well. So that's gotta be uber important. Oh, totally. Uh, it is, I think that's huge to get someone that's just, you know, pool, as you know, pool swimming, it's very controlled. Um, you can see everything, no one's hitting you. It's very different when you get a newbie swimmer from the pool into open water and get them uh, acquainted with all that unfamiliar. You know, you can't see the bottom. You don't know what the water temperature is, people all around you, how to sight. So that kind of stuff I love. And uh, I think especially for, you know, newbies, the more one-on-one um, attention they get, the, the better they improve and the more confident they get. So it's, that's been a really fun aspect. Yeah, and I laugh because you do, because for those listening, we, uh, Megan and I are pretty local, so we swim and bike and run the same areas, but you do a lot of your swimming at Cedar Lake, so you get to explain all the, the grass that grows up come August and all yeah. the stuff that lives in there. <laughs> <laughs> I know, the part that I'm like, just get through these weeds, uh, you're going to be fine. Uh, no, it's such, we're so lucky, right, to have, yeah. we've got these beautiful lakes, we've got the ocean, to be able to kind of jump in to different bodies of water and really test different skills is, is pretty awesome. Yeah. And we got some crazy, some crazy hills around here and some of the best riding, I think, you know, in, in the state, if not the area. Oh, totally. We say that all the time. I, I feel so lucky uh, prepping in this kind of uh, terrain. Then when we go, you know, for me, I did uh, Ironman Lake Placid. It was such good. Uh, the riding on these hills here is such good preparation. Oh, yeah. I always laugh when you're doing uh, a course and they're like, it's hilly. I'm like, no, it's not hilly unless you ride it, around here. <laughs> I know. I know. It's all about perspective, right? Because you mm-hmm. talk to someone like that lives in Florida that they're trying to do like bridge repeats to get any kind of elevation. It's so different. So yes. yeah, we, we can't. Yeah, we can't go more than a mile without hitting a hill. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so I want to uh, say again, congratulations on just finishing up Kona a couple weeks ago. Oh, thank you so much. What, what a dream come true that whole experience was. Yeah, I am just, I'm, I'm, I'm beyond psyched for you because we were chatting before and I know, you know, you've gone through a lot the past couple of years, but I want to, let's, let's just dive right in and talk about the whole Kona experience. Then we'll go backwards a little bit. If that okay. works for you. Yeah, definitely. So um, I'll start at the finish line of Kona. So you've crossed the line uh, 39th out of 100 in your age group, which is 40 to 44. So that's got to be a freaking amazing experience and accomplishment. And you PR'd. Oh, that was, 
it's so funny because as you know at the end of those types of races like it didn't really don't I really actually didn't even see my time when I crossed the finish line I was so so happy but I just I had no clue what my time was <laughs> um so I didn't really find that out till after and I was thrilled um it was that finish line is just such an amazing experience uh, and it really you know, I see the finish line, but really it's the last couple of miles, you know, you come down off the Queen K and it's just, there's people everywhere and the excitement and the anticipation of knowing, you know, you're almost done. You're going to see whoever's there for you. You're going to see them. And it's uh, just, it was overwhelming. And it's funny, my coach, uh, Ed Viscovi, he yeah. said, make sure when you come down, you, you take it all in, you know, don't, um, and of course, like there were a few women ahead of me and I did sprint in, but I really did try <laughs> to take it all in too. <laughs> it was, it was such a great day, but it was, yeah, it was just, you know, everything that you imagine, it was surreal for me to be there knowing I've worked towards it, you know, since, since I really started long distance, that's definitely been on my radar. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it was in, oh, I, you know, I want to ask you before I'm going to forget to ask you the specific question. Who was the volunteer you hugged at the end? Was that Mike? Yes, Norman? yes it I, was. It was because I had so many people send me a message like, wow, you really uh, loved, you know, you were hugging volunteers <laughs> left and right. That one volunteer you hugged so much. I'm like, that was my friend, Mike. And then there was another friend, uh, Jerry, who's on Team Wadi Inc. with me. He was in there as well. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would have hugged whoever caught me but yeah no Mike was awesome he was there to support uh, us leading up to the race and during the race he volunteered on purpose trying to get that time slot that we thought we might be in so um, it was great to see him it was really great that was yeah I was just like wow Meg is kind of hugging that guy a little longer than I know (laughs) (laughs) it was so funny I love looking back on it because it is it's funny but I was it was funny because Ed was uh just on the corner before you make the turn to come down that last stretch so it was neat to see him and then I knew that Mike would be there um at the finish and I was you know ready to cross that line so I was very psyched to see him (laughs) awesome yeah yes so we'll we'll talk about Ed and your lead up for a second but I want to you really you just like embrace the entire week that is Kona. I mean, you did the underpants run. You were with I saw you and Jesse Thomas at your picture taken together. Oh, my gosh. It was so I I was in shock. Uh, It was great because I was out there with my training buddy, Carrie Cancroft. And uh, it was neat because I I recognize these pros. I follow them. They're so inspirational. And uh, then you see them in person. And of course, I was like, oh, that's that's Jesse Thomas or that's you know, Miranda Carfrey and, and my friend Carrie's like, Oh, well, you point them out and I'm going to, we'll get a photo with them. So she would do all the like, Hey, can we take your photo? So we were quite a team, but it was, yeah, it was such, I I love the whole experience. It was a real balance trying to, just like you said, I really wanted to take in the whole week and do some of the fun stuff that goes along with it. But I also didn't want to be on my feet too much. I didn't want to, you know, I was trying to rest and kind of acclimate and also kind of set myself up the best I could. So uh, it was a balance. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's a race on Saturday. So yeah, it's exactly. Like, and, and it's, it's no small feat, right? It's, it's one of the toughest courses and in, in, in conditions in the world. Yeah. Um, and then especially coming from Connecticut where, you know, it's been a mild 
fall, but obviously I'm, it wasn't the heat and humidity that they were having when you were racing there. Oh, no, it was definitely uh, quite an adjustment <laughs> to get used to that. Um, and it was interesting. I use heart rate for training and obviously my heart rate was elevated, but it did, um, you know, throughout the week, as we did a few more workouts, you could see, you know, the body start to adapt a little bit. I'm sure, you know, if you can get out there longer, it's even better. But um, yeah, I was surprised how the body kind of, I really, that first few days, I was a little concerned about how it was going to go down. Um, It's just, it's very hot and very, um, you're very exposed. There's just no, there's no shade. There's no, if there is wind, there's no getting away from it. So uh, I knew it was going to be a tough day in terms of the elements, I guess. Yeah. And plus it's a six hour time difference. Um, oh, yeah. It's a 14 hour direct flight. I don't know if you flew direct or laid over. But I had it's... some layovers, but it was a lot. You're absolutely right. Like that took a few days to kind of get that out of my system. Yeah. I mean, I've done that when I was going out there for pleasure, not going out there and having to <laughs> race freaking world championships. So um, how did you do with your bike? Did you ship it out there ahead or would you take it with you? I did. I, you know, I was tempted to take it with me cause I didn't want to give it up, but um, <laughs> I shipped it with tri bikes uh, transport out of, they went out of Glastonbury. I think it's cycling Cl- concepts in Glastonbury. And I have to say like, they really, they do a phenomenal job and it was, just the easiest thing for me in terms of not having to worry about it. You show up um, with your pedals and I had kept my saddle so I could put it on a different bike and they do it all for you. Um, it's so it makes it very easy. And then when you're all done, you bring it back and it's, you know, you don't have to worry about lugging it around the airport. So that was nice. Yeah. Cause the last thing you want to do at the end is you're like, take my bike away. I'm good for, <laughs> for yeah. a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So when you um so what else so the swim I want to talk about the swim so uh, so yeah. non wetsuit swim right did you yeah. have a skin suit I had on a skin suit uh, and you know I I have a few different feelings about the swim it's, <laughs> first of all it is the water is absolutely gorgeous and you are you're basically swimming in an aquarium in terms of the fish the coral uh, there were waves the water was rough at times but nothing. That I did not mind. Uh, all my practice swims went great. Now, having said that, I did a very poor job lining up for this. I would definitely—I learned a lot actually, which is great. Uh, mm-hmm. I lined up front and center, maybe three rows back, but I was right in the thick of it. Uh, wow! But, and you have to tread water for about ten to fifteen minutes out uh-huh. there. Uh, well, I say you have to, but there were women that swam out you know, as the time got closer, I was like, Oh, I want to get up there and get a good spot. Well, I got out there, got in the middle and then treaded water. And even that you're all boxed together. So that's the first half of the swim, Jason, it was the most, and I've done like Olympic uh, nationals and even worlds was kind of crazy. This was by far the most physical swim I've ever had. It was just brutal, I think. And that was for the first half when we turned around the boat to come back, it did thin out a little bit. Um, but I was just the most beat up I've ever gotten in a swim. So I was actually proud that I just kept, I just kept my head down and said, just deal with it. Uh, and I survived it, but I would definitely change how I line up next time. So, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it's a, it's a one gun start. So if you're in the back and you have to swim a couple hundred yards, you're, 
you, your time starts when the gun goes off or the cannon goes off. Yes. Yeah. And it's a mass, like we, a mass start. Mass start. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Cause we had, I think what, eight, eight or 900 women somewhere around there Mm -hmm. total. So you all go off at once. Yeah. So you were trying to get to the front and then that just kind of, yeah, you know what? And and the front wasn't so bad. It was more that I was right in the middle. I should have picked in hindsight. I would have gone to the right and just stayed clear of all that chaos. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm the thing is, I'm I'm a decent swimmer in terms of triathlon, um, but I'm still not a great swimmer in terms of my speed and stuff. So, you know, I'm not going to get out in front and, you know, I, I'm more I, I can hold my own, but I'm certainly mm-hmm. not out in front. So I should have been my, maybe off to the side and kind of just had my own clear, clean water. Um, but that's how you learn. <laughs> yeah and plus no wetsuit so you're treading water with you know with just a skin suit on yes so. yeah no that was uh i will say though the salt water is it it actually you're pretty buoyant in that's it right, yeah. um but it is i mean it's still some work compared to a wetsuit but uh but it was beautiful oh just the water and the temperature it was it was gorgeous that's awesome and then so you had a you had a solid bike, and you do a lot of your training uh, indoors at the Connecticut Cycle Center. I do, yes. I would say, you know, in the winter, three to four rides a week there, and then in the you know as it warms up, typically I still do at least two rides there a week, uh, and then my long ride um, outdoors. So I still this year in particular, I stayed indoors uh, working at the Connecticut Cycle Center two days a week and. I saw a huge improvement in my cycling this year in particular. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I've had past guests, you know, from that work directly with Zwift and then a lot of a couple of pros and it's just indoor cycling to become more, I don't want to say mainstream, but, you know, coaches like yours, like Ed and Connecticut Cycle Center, people are showing you it's not just for rainy day rides anymore. You could actually get tremendous training benefit out of it as well. Oh, definitely. It's just, I mean, number one, the safety factor is, is yep. awesome, but, but also on the training side of things, it, it, it's just such an efficient workout. You don't get a break. You know, you're, you're always pedaling. You're always pushing that power, um, and it just sets you up, I think, to be stronger in a very controlled environment. Not to mention, you know, that, you know to do it at home, I'm driven. I can do that, but especially the long ride, it's so much more fun when you're sitting next to your pals and you're all getting your own workout but you're all working hard together. So that, that is great to have that. Um, it's kind of like home base for us in the winter. It's really nice. Yeah. The whole misery loves company is a oh, good analogy. It, that's exactly <laughs> it. Totally. And you know, like, Oh, we're going to go get breakfast after this. So that's right. <laughs> get up at 5 a.m. <laughs> totally. Now, did you, were you able to do the Kona course at the Connecticut cycle center? You know what? They have it uh, on real course and we had talked about it, but I never, I never actually ended up doing it, um, huh. which is funny because we did talk about it at, and we just, it was one of those things that um, never really panned out, but, um, but we had done, you know, I've written, they've got so many different courses between uh, what they have there. So I felt prepared, uh, especially after Lake Placid, you know, uh, knowing the difference in elevation and, and this year in particular, we had quite a bit of wind in Lake Placid and, and I'm used to the wind and when we do our training rides. So I've, I'm pretty confident um, on my bike dealing with that kind of stuff. Yeah. So Lake Placid, we've, we've talked about it a couple of times, but let's just throw it out there. So you, um, that's where you qualified for Kona. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, this year to, uh, in July, it was such an awesome day. And you were, I didn't write, well, okay, I didn't write this down. What, you, what were you in your age group? So I was first in my age group. You were first in your age yeah. group. Congratulations. Thank That's right. you. Yeah, it was a great day. And what kind of came together for that? What was that like? Um, oh, gosh, it was definitely, it was one of those days, you know, I talk, we talk about this, like Ironman training, you do everything you can to prepare. Um, but you still like, it's such a long day, you have to be able to roll with things and things kind of have to, to go your way in some ways or, um, and I was very lucky that uh, everything came together for me that day. I had a great swim, I lined up so much better there. <laughs> um, so I had a PR on my swim. And then the bike, uh, it was a some crazy weather, we had some rain and hail and really windy for those first 15 miles of that bike, which includes that long descent. Mm -hmm. And so it's two loops. So the second time we came around for that, the weather was even worse for that part. Once you made the turn off the descent, it was not bad, but uh, it was very windy. Um, so I am pretty arrow on my bike. I got fit with Todd Kenyon in uh, Rhode Island at TT Bike Fit. And because of that, you know, that wind, I could just, I got down, got low and just pushed and I was able to, you know, stick to my numbers. And, um, when it came time to run, uh, I had a great run. I think I came in, uh, off the swim. I can't remember exactly. I might've been fifth or sixth. And then after the bike, I was second. And I think I caught, you know, first place female, maybe mile six, and then ended up putting, you know, 26 minutes on, on second place, um, on the that's right. You smashed for, that's right. I apologize. I don't know why I didn't write this. You know, I, I didn't write this down because I wrote down that you were the first overall female at the Patriot half. Oh, yeah. oh, that was such a great day too. <laughs> See? <laughs> oh, it's been a great season. Oh my gosh. I totally like glazed over Lake Placid where you qualified for Kona, but I forgot. Yeah. So you, did you know you were uh, in first place at Lake Placid? Did you know the woman you had to catch? Yeah. You know, I, I, knew I was close and I think you know uh, my coach and Josh were at, at the end of River Road there which is you go out on River Road and you come back and it's like six miles back into town uh, mm -hmm. I think so it was like around mile six where Ed said you know you you got three minutes on third and you're you're gonna catch second she's like 30 seconds ahead of you and, but it's up that climb and in my mind when he told me that I was like I'm good with second, you know, for right. a split second, because I'm like, I'm working. I don't know about working any harder than I am right now. But uh, we started that climb and I saw her and um, I just I did catch her. And then after that, it's just, you know, I'm always that mindset. I never look back. I don't turn around. I just always assume someone's right behind me and there's someone in front of me. And I just I work and work and work. So the second time I saw Ed on that same spot he's like you've you've got 15 or I don't know what it was 15 or 20 minutes on second right now if, if you need to walk and I remember because I had told him like this is everything I have right now what you <laughs> see is what I have and uh, even when he said that I was like oh in my mind I'm like I don't want to walk I want to keep pushing like someone's right behind me so um so I did it was that finish line though wow that was uh, incredible moment for me having raced it in 2016 and I was thrilled with that race it was my first so I didn't expect to do as well as I did and then 
it was um, also powerful, I think, because uh, 2017, I was supposed to race Lake Placid and dealt with an injury. And so, you know, to come back from that and, and do as well as I did was, was totally beyond my wildest dreams. It was, it was so satisfying. Yeah. I mean, so let's go back to 2017. You dealt with a pretty bad injury. It was, it was your back, I believe. Yeah. You know, it was, it was my back and it kind of went into, I guess the hip a little bit. It was one of those things like it was hard to pinpoint um, what exactly it was because it was almost my glute at one point. And I ended up getting one injection and then just took a lot of time off from running and uh, from, from riding my tri bike. Although I don't think it was that it was hard to figure out exactly what it was, but I ended up kind of getting into mountain biking and really falling in love with that sport. But I, I pretty much other than mountain biking and some swimming, I took, 2017 off I I did one mountain bike race but other than that it was it was a pretty big break um you know mentally I was I just kept telling myself I've had injury before so I knew you know what at the end of the day when you come back from an injury and I tell this to all my friends um it makes you appreciate so much when you when you are able to run and when you are able to race um, in those those moments where it's dark, you're tired, uh, or I do a lot of my treadmill, I will tell myself, well, you're physically capable of doing it. And usually that's enough for me if I, you know, because I've been injured, I know what that feels like. So I can turn, you turn that into a really powerful mental um, asset. Yeah, I mean, I know we, we ran into each other a couple of times, 2017. I, I raced Maine and you were up there because you have some family up there. And uh, you were just so positive in spite of what you were going through. I just felt so bad for you because you had such a cool, you know, great 2016. I know. <laughs> I'm sure in your mind or even on paper, 2017 was going to be like your year to just crush it. And then you, you had this big setback. Yeah. Oh, I was... I was uh, ready to crush it. I was, I had a great uh, PR for me at the Cheshire half marathon and was just really psyched uh, moving forward and then had the injury and it it kind of obviously derailed that. But um, that's, you know, having said that it was, it was tough to deal with, but it was so great to have the sport, like, you know, seeing you guys race. I had friends racing in Maine. I, I love that even when I'm dealing with that kind of stuff, you can, kind of still throw yourself into the sport and support those around you. And it helps take your mind off the fact that you're not doing it. You know, you can kind of help lift others up and deal with it while you're, you know, deal with your thing. And um, that certainly helped me. Even the local Cedar Lake series. I love going and cheering at that. Um, It helped. It did. But it did make me hungry for 2018. <laughs> yeah, totally. It does two things, right? So for, when you're injured, you, you just see all the people around you racing. You think that no one else in the world is injured except for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, we've all been through it and we'll all, be, we'll all go through it. But it's just, yeah. it's just how you bounce back from it and what you do after that. Yeah, I totally agree. You, you do. You're right. You think you're the only one to go through it. <laughs> and that's why I think, you know, when I have been injured um, – I love reaching out to anybody that is in the same, you know, if I hear someone that's injured, I try to make a point to reach out kind of like you did to me. And it, that makes a difference. You know, it helps you realize like, okay, I'm going to get through this. I am going to race again. 
Um, and I'm not alone in this, you know, we all deal with it. So. Yeah. And you, and you bounce back. I'm going to say physically pretty well, because like I said, 2018 is the Patriot man half and you were the first female overall. And then Lake Placid Kona qualifier and then Kona. So this year has been phenomenal for you. Oh, it has. It's been a total dream season. Um, you know, Patriot, the first year I did that race, I had a flat on the bike and was still able to run my way into second in my age group. And it was, yeah. it was my first half actually. Uh, and it was such a great experience. And then to go back, um, you know, last this year when I raced it, trying to figure out um, kind of goals and Ed wanted me to go into the elite category, which, oh, I fought it tooth and nail because I was worried. Like, <laughs> I just don't, don't know about this. Um, which he loves to rub in my face now, obviously, but, um, but no, it ended up, it was a great race. Um, same thing. I just, I felt strong throughout the whole race. I had a great run and it, you know, it just built on my confidence, um, for Placid for sure. Um, so it's just, everything kind of fed into it. And, uh, I don't know that positive mindset, even with little things along the way, so much of it is mental. And if you can keep that, you know, positive mindset and just um, do the work it's it's amazing I, I'm one of those you know the hard work pays off it really really does so I was thrilled yeah and I don't well so yeah so I was gonna ask you what is your background look like I don't even know what it is because you you're pretty new to the, the longer distance triathlon but I don't know how long you've actually been doing the sport yeah it's I think maybe five or six years um so I did some Cedar Lakes um and then, oh, I did Litchfield Hills, was my mm-hmm. uh, Olympic, uh, and then did Nationals. So I did short course for like two or three years. And then 2016 uh, was my first year trying the long course. And I did Patriot and Lake Placid. Um, what, what got you into even the shorter stuff, Meg? Um, you know, I was a runner. I started running late in life. I had bad asthma as a kid. And then I just, it was one of those things I wanted to run and it I started running and the asthma actually got better which is awesome mm-hmm. uh and so I got into running and I my first race was actually the Marine Corps Marathon which is coming up and um and then I did shorter races after that but I was you know I didn't have a coach I was doing way too much hard stuff and so I was getting injured so we moved to Connecticut and I was injured aqua jogging in the pool and saw master swim going on And I thought I should try that as an alternative to this aqua jogging (laughs) because it was so boring. Right. And uh, of course, master swim, as you know, was ridiculously hard. I, I don't even know if I got a quarter of the way through the workout (laughs) and I, I immediately signed up for the adult swim class and it just blossomed from there. There were triathletes there and they, I had a road bike that I'd gotten because of an injury and, so I started riding and even that, like I was, you know, the last one up the hill, the last one down the hill, but so much support from everyone. And I ended up signing up for Cedar Lake and it, I had a great race there. And it just, that definitely kicked off uh, my love of the sport. That's why, you know, these local races, these grassroots races are so important. Um, we've been so lucky to have that Cedar Lake Tri-Series, JD, Ingalls, yeah. um, all that work he does. It's such a great series. Yeah, I think we kind of get, well, I'll speak for myself, I get spoiled at how many local races are around here with Cedar Lake 
ever to Thursday night and then Terramongus and then Hammerfest and, and the Madison, Madison. try. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all the five K's and Turkey trots and half marathons you forget about, you know, even though Connecticut's not some triathlon Mecca, there's some, a lot of cool races around here there are you know and it's just the community itself you know i was lucky with the valley shore ymca tri club is is huge and it's just such a diverse eclectic group of people um and, and then all the other clubs the c3 tri club at sound ymca it's such a big uh group here in connecticut i feel like you know like going to cedar lake or any of these races don't you feel like you know half the people there it's like it's so cool and it's we're all so supportive of each other it's we're pretty lucky yeah to have that yeah it's a great local community and I always laugh because you know in the next couple months everybody will start hibernating for the winter I know (laughs) (laughs) and then you'll see random people at the pool or at you know Connecticut Cycle Center and then we all start coming out in like April and May (laughs) I know it's so great when we finally do It's like the light, the sun comes out. I'm like, oh, thank God. Exactly. We made it. We made it another winter. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and then and then you've also been, um, uh, I don't know, I was going to say lucky, but fortunate or the, the good fortune of racing with Team Wadi Inc. for a couple of years. Oh, my gosh. It, it's Yeah, it's been an amazing experience. This will be my third year racing with Team Wadi Inc. Um, and it's just, it's an amazing group. You know, they're they pride themselves obviously on working hard and they've got some extremely fast athletes, but um, the cool thing is like these, the people are just amazing. And, and I love the fact that the team not only, you know, does these races and, and pushes hard, but we're also involved in um, things outside of, of triathlon in terms of like uh, they're, they've just partnered with bike law, which is, this group of uh, attorneys all over the country that have come together to support um, cyclists and advocate for them. Or there's the uh, Cameron Gallagher Speak Up Foundation, which um, helps bring awareness to teen depression and anxiety and kind of sets up programs for them in the school. So I like the fact that it's, I don't know, it's not just racing, it's it's the community and giving back. Um, Plus, uh, we have a hundred athletes on the team and it's really connected me um, kind of nationally to people that I wouldn't normally meet. Right. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's been an awesome thing. Cause we have our, you know, we communicate on our team page and we have so much fun um, there. And I've, I've made some really good friends because of that, which is, is such a great experience that I'm so appreciative. Yeah. And I, um, you know, it just, it, it comes out when you speak about how passionate you are about, you know, not only your local clubs, but these national clubs and teams and, but more importantly, I think all the, all this, all this that you're giving back. Um, and that kind of spills over into you being a coach for some younger kids and getting into triathlon through uh nutmeg youth. Yes. Oh yeah. That's been such a great addition this year. You know, I, I really got started with the youth triathlon because of the uh, CMAC foundation foundation race for chase um which is um chase michael anthony kowalski was um one of the children killed in the sandy hook tragedy and his family turned that around and made this wonderful organization that provides camps for kids that are interested in triathlon and so i did that for three years and then this year uh, worked with doug levins uh, who runs nutmeg youth triathlon and they have groups all over the state Uh, i think there's four or five of them now and Um, we started a shoreline group, um, which has just been 
such uh, an honor to coach. Um, we had a great group of kids this year. This was our first year. And so I look forward to um, getting back to that, you know, when it warms up again, we'll start up um, soon with practices and stuff, but it's seeing the kids and getting them involved is just a whole nother aspect of the sport that I love, right? Like it gets kids outside. It gives them three different sports to play in. Um, it's just such, it's been such an uh, awesome thing for me to do. I've, I've loved it. Yeah. And it's so cool. I mean, you're a mom and a wife and, uh, you know, it spills over into your family as well. Right. So they're able to see you getting out there, getting up every morning at oh dark 30 <laughs> and then, uh, and then, and then getting it done and, and then finding time for everything else that you love as well. Yeah, no, it, it's been great. I mean, it's, we all have different things we have to balance in life and I'm, I'm grateful that my kids, uh, my family understands that and, I hope to, you know, I, I do the best to make everything like, you know, make it all work. But I also, I like the fact that they see, just like you said, like I'm committed to it. I have um, dreams and then I work mm -hmm. hard for it. So I want them to, you know, do the same thing, you know, when, with what they want to do. So it's, it's been, it's been really good. Yeah. And I, and I told you that when I reached out to you, I mean, I've known you for a couple of years locally and. Um, I just, you, you, you just, you work hard and, and I, I think it's, it just spills over into, you know, what I see come out of you and you're, and I'm just appreciative of watching you do this. And I was really psyched to see how your season played out this year. So, uh, I'm really glad I was able to, to pull you here on my show, Meg. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, so, so much. The support I've gotten from, from you, from the whole local community has been, it's been amazing. Um. I'm looking forward to 2019. <laughs> yeah. So as you wrap this up, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. So you said <laughs> at the beginning, you know, you, you learned for next time. Oh. And you line up yeah, you said it. I did. I did. So with, and, and we will edit it out if something comes out that you don't want it to say, but what, what's 2019 looking like for you, barring anything uh, negative? Um, you know, I definitely, which had you asked me this at the beginning of the run, it would have been a different answer. Uh, but <laughs> right, of course. I definitely want to go back. I absolutely do. I feel like the, my experience there, I will, I can learn from it and apply it um, to to doing better next year. So right now, I'm on track to do uh, the Patriot uh, race yeah. in East Freetown, which um, that race sells out quick. It's almost sold out. I'll be doing Lake Placid again. Um, I may do Maine. I'm not sure, but I, I definitely hope to, to get back to Kona. And then on top of that, I really would like to do an Xterra. So oh, I got to fit that one in. I'm not that. I'm not sure, you know, when and where, but I love mountain biking and I do. I would love to add at least one of those to my schedule. So awesome. You got to yeah. fit that in with all your coaching and being a I mom know. and a wife and, and everything else. I know. It's, it's, a, it's a work in progress always. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best thing about this sport is it, it it's always throwing a curveball at you so there's always something new to learn that's true that's that's what i love about it actually it's so true cool well listen meg again i truly appreciate appreciate you coming on and uh you know you're on instagram for people to follow you at m-e-g-j pen yes and uh, your smile and positive attitude is infectious. So hopefully uh, people follow you and you'll inspire others to do the same. Oh, thank you so much, Jason.
You're welcome, Meg. And, uh, you know, like I said, we'll be hibernating soon, but uh, we'll definitely catch up outside at Cedar Lake and uh, hopefully uh, the early spring. Yes, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Meg, thanks again. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. All right, there you have it. My conversation with Megan Pennington. I told you, just a motivating and positive and happy and smiling individual. So uh, I'm pretty lucky because I get to see her locally, both at our pool and at some races. And uh, she certainly works her ass off, but she's always smiling and she's always having fun and always so positive. So thanks again to Megan for coming on my show. You could follow her on Instagram at Meg J Penn with two N's. That's all I have for you today. As always, thank you so much for listening and for following and for tagging J Mac tries. Until next time, crush it with a smile.